You're listening to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a spiritual baddie who is passionate about real transformation. These raw and unfiltered conversations are meant to break off limiting beliefs and leave you feeling more free to be your truest self. Let's dive deep. Hello everyone, welcome to Glow Radio episode 104. Today is a super exciting episode. I've had some huge shifts in my life and I'm so excited to share with you guys what I have learned. So today's episode is about how it's okay to not finish what you've started. I'm gonna get all into it very soon. Before we dive into the episode, I do wanna let you guys know that I'm starting this new series of live stream shows where you can interact with me, ask me questions, and I'm gonna be teaching you guys all sorts of things about spirituality, manifesting, and trauma healing. So the first live stream show is gonna be how to manifest your dream relationship. So you guys know I love talking about relationships and I've gone through quite the transformation in my own personal life. I used to be in a toxic relationship for 13 years. After getting out of that, I went through the greatest heartbreak of my life and then finally I manifested my dream relationship. I've talked to you guys a lot about it. If you guys listen to episodes 69 and 70, I talk about 15 signs of a toxic relationship versus 15 signs of a healthy relationship just through what I've learned in my experience. So if you guys do wanna hear more about how I manifested my dream relationship, I'm gonna be going over the exact three steps on how I did this in the live stream show. So make sure to grab your ticket. I'm gonna leave a link in the description where you can buy tickets. And the first 100 people to use the code early40 will get 40% off their ticket. I'm just super excited to interact with you guys in this new way. I'm so stoked. So let's get into today's episode about how it's okay to not finish what you started. So I've been someone who realized that I have an overachiever trauma response. And I learned this after reading the book, How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera, who is also known as the holistic psychologist on Instagram. I actually had her as a guest on the podcast previously. She has like over 4 million followers on Instagram. So she is truly changing the world, which is amazing. So after reading her book, I learned that I have this overachiever trauma response. If you guys do want to hear more about the episode I did with her, go check out episode 89. So being an overachiever, this means that I used to seek validation through my achievements. I didn't feel worthy if I didn't achieve anything. When, Whereas the truth is that I am worthy as is. I'm inherently worthy and I don't need to achieve anything to feel worthy. So this is something that I'm working on overcoming. I do feel like I have come a long way. I used to be a workaholic. I've told you guys before, I've been someone who's had a very entrepreneurial spirit like ever since I can remember. I feel like straight out of high school, I started wanting to be an entrepreneur. And this led to me working at different nine to fives. And then right after my nine to five job, I would be hustling on some side project, side hustle all the way until bedtime. And I would not allow myself to rest because I had this overachiever trauma response. It was kind of like FOMO in a way, like 
fear that I would miss out if I didn't work every single minute of the day. And then for the last couple years, I've talked to you guys a lot about how my health really knocked me out. Like so many health issues came up and I was basically forced to rest and to lie in bed more and be quiet more. I learned how to meditate. If you guys asked me and asked my friends a few years ago if I was someone who meditated, they would know that I did not know how to meditate. I couldn't sit still and I was just a very, very antsy person. But I'm so grateful that I went through this extreme experience because it taught me the power of meditation and the importance of being still more. If you're new to meditation or you just want some more tips on your journey, go listen to episode 74. I share five practical meditation tips for beginners, things that really helped me on my journey. So go listen to that episode. I also have some of my own meditations that I've recorded. They are available on my website at divinehealingcircle.com. I have three meditations right now, an inner child healing one, a cord cutting forgiveness meditation that I use all the time, and also a manifestation meditation. So go check that out. I will leave the link in the description. So that's kind of a little bit about my background, and I'm going to talk to you guys about things that really triggered me in the last couple weeks. And I knew that when these triggers came up, it was showing me something that I can heal. I've talked to you guys before about how whenever you feel triggered, it's a great opportunity for you to reflect and think about what self-limiting belief is coming up in the moment. Because when you're triggered, it's usually bringing up something from your childhood, something that you, yeah, like a self-limiting belief that you have, and that's why you're feeling so bothered by it. Because if someone is rude to you, if you are securing yourself and you know that what they're saying is not true, you're not going to be so bothered by it. So that's why it's so important to reflect when you're triggered. So in this last week, I was super triggered because a lot of people kept canceling. A lot of people kept being late for meetings that I had. And that's like one of the main things that really trigger me a lot. Like I hate when people don't follow through on their word. I really hate inconsistency. And yeah, like I hate it when plans change. Like I, I tend to get very attached when plans are made. And I, and I know that this is something that I need to work on. And I have worked on it in the past already. Like I've gotten better at it when it's, personal plans and like fun plans like if I'm making plans with friends and then someone cancels or someone something needs to change I feel like I've overcome that and it doesn't bother me as much anymore but when it's like work related and I have a meeting for something and someone's like late or the plans change for some reason it, it kept coming up for me this week and I knew that it was bringing it up because it was showing me it's still kind of deep rooted in there and it's something for me to pay attention to and to heal. So I realized that I hate this because my childhood was so inconsistent and I kind of never knew what I was going to get. Like sometimes my mom would yell at me about something and sometimes she would be completely fine. Like it was so unpredictable. And I feel like because that gave me so much anxiety and so much stress, I really wanted to create stability and consistency in my life. So when 
someone doesn't follow through on their word, it kind of reminds me of my toxic childhood where my parents would tell me one thing and then not follow through with it. And I realized that I attracted this also in my toxic 13-year relationship. My ex at that time, he would constantly say things and then not follow through with them. And that was because I was attracting something that was familiar to me. That was familiar to me because it happened to me in my childhood. So I realized why that triggered me. And I realized that it shouldn't bother me so much when plans change because this shows that I am not surrendering and I am not trusting the universe. When things get pushed back, it's probably for a reason. You know, I truly believe that the universe has this bigger plan for us that we might not always know and it is for our greater good in the end. So by me being so attached to plans, so attached to the timeline, it was not I was not trusting the universe, not trusting that this is being pushed back for a reason. And I just need to let it go and go with the flow. So that was a big realization for me because I feel like it was giving me a lot of anxiety the last week. Like just so many meetings kept getting pushed back and so forth. So in a way, I realized that I needed to become what I feared in a way like I have this fear of being inconsistent I fear being flaky like my whole life I try to be someone who is stable and who is not flaky and I think I've gone through extreme learning experiences in the past like and before, when I would book podcast guests, this is when I was still doing the podcast with my best friend Clara, and I would tell her, like, I would hate rescheduling with the guests. Like, if something came up for us, like, oh, if there was an event that invited us and it clashed with the day that we had a guest, I would dread, like, rescheduling because I'm so attached to plans and I don't like being flaky. And then I kind of learned to let go of that and I went in the other extreme like I'm a pretty extreme person if you guys haven't haven't uh, seen by now but so I went in the other extreme and I and I just like would always reschedule if something came up and didn't think much about it like I was like okay like I'm just gonna reschedule if something comes up it's okay and then I did that to the certain guests that potential guest that I didn't have on the podcast, but I had rescheduled with her a few times and then she actually got angry about it. Like she was irritated. She was upset. She sent me an email saying like, no offense, but we rescheduled this so many times. So like, I'm just not going to do it. And man, that triggered me so, so much. Like that was such a memorable experience for me because I feel like she called me out on the exact thing that I was trying not to do my whole life and I realized that you know my worth shouldn't be placed in this one thing like it definitely shouldn't trigger me as much and if I'm really secure in who I am if I'm really confident in my path if other people get mad at me if other people flip out at me it doesn't need to bother me that much you know like of course this is such a very a very challenging thing to learn for some of us for me and yeah because I have I'm a Pisces you know I'm a Pisces I have a Pisces Venus I hate conflict I have a Libra third house so I really really hate conflict and when that came up it just 
I think it was this desire to be liked as well. I didn't feel worthy if people didn't like me. I have had like people pleasing tendencies in the past, which I am overcoming as well. So yeah, I needed to learn that when I do whatever in my life, when I make a decision, sometimes other people are going to get mad about it. Sometimes other people are not going to understand, but it just comes back to if I'm confident in myself, if I feel worthy, if I love myself, then I can let those things go a lot easier. So another thing that triggered me in the last week, it was kind of a a sneaky trigger. Like it was very interesting. So I had tea with one of my previous podcast guests and it was a very interesting conversation. I feel like that day I was feeling extremely triggered. Like, I don't know what it was, but I was feeling very anxious and my anxiety was coming up. I was like on the verge of a panic attack the whole day and I hate that feeling. It's just like the worst. Like I've been battling anxiety for the last like maybe three years now. Before that, I would feel very anxious and stressed, but it wouldn't get to the point where I would have an actual panic attack. But I started having attacks like probably about three, three, maybe four years ago now. It's definitely not a good experience. I know that if any of you guys deal with anxiety, like it is not fun. And it's and it's I feel like it's so horrible because it's such a silent illness. Like it's a silent disease. Like people can't tell if you're feeling anxious, but inside like you just want to die. So that's something that I'm working on overcoming and I I feel like that's like a whole other episode and I can go into that another time but let's get back to so I was having a conversation with one of my past podcast guests and then I was already feeling so anxious beforehand and then when I got there I was just so out of it but I decided to just go through with this meeting and The main takeaway that I got from it was that he was telling me that I need to meditate more. I need to find more time to be still in order to figure out what my purpose is. And once I really love and care for myself, then I'm going to know what needs to be done for the greater good of the universe. He was saying like, Often we look outside to external sources to validate us. We look for a job that will give us job satisfaction. But that's actually totally backwards. That's not how it should be. We should go inwards to look for validation, inwards to care for ourselves, to love ourselves. And when we truly feel loved and cared for by ourselves, then we're going to look and see what needs to be done in the universe. We're not going to you know, search for a specific job that is going to satisfy us. We're going to look at which job needs to be done for the greater good of the universe. So I feel like that was a good reminder. I feel like it was, I thought it was something that I knew already, but I guess the universe needed to tell me again and again. And I felt like it was very timely because like I told you, okay, so all my plans were being canceled. I had this like business meeting before and it kept getting pushed back and I feel like it's because I needed to have this conversation so that I would tackle my work my new projects in a different mindset 
And then that conversation was very interesting because I feel like I experienced delayed, delayed enlightenment. And I even felt like delayed triggered because so I was explaining to him about the human design, how I am a generator type and how generators are meant to respond to things in life. It doesn't mean that they're sitting around doing nothing. Everything in life is asking us for a response. Like if it's sunny outside, it's asking us if we want to go outside. So I was explaining that and how I'm like working on overcoming this overachiever trauma response. So instead of initiating out of fear, which is a lot of the times what I did in the past, I'm waiting for a sign from the universe, like a sign to show me, to really give me that push to move forward. And he was saying like, he was saying the way that I'm saying it kind of makes me sound like a victim. And he wasn't meaning it in like a, a mean way or like whatever. But I was like, I felt very misunderstood because being a victim is kind of like, what an overachiever strives not to be like you don't want to be a victim because you should take action or you feel like you need to take action to feel validated so by him saying that to me i felt very misunderstood and i was like but then i kind of thought about it after and i came to an enlightenment like i i felt like i was looking to this conversation and I, I was expecting to feel very enlightened out of it and to just like have this great mind shift or something. But honestly, I didn't really feel that way during the conversation. I didn't feel super enlightened. I felt a bit more misunderstood. But I realized that was exactly what he was saying. So he's, he was saying we always look to external sources for you know, for validation, to show us a way. And I, in a way, was seeking enlightenment out of this conversation, which is an external thing outside of me. But if I already know that I am worthy, I have all the answers within me. I'm not going to look for that in something else. I'm not going to look for that in a conversation because I already know that I have all the answers. I felt like that conversation, in a way, triggered me because I could have thought about it in one way where I'd be like, oh, he wasn't listening to me. He wasn't trying to understand me. And he triggered me because like he thinks I'm not working hard enough. You know, that's definitely one way. That was like what my ego was saying. But the the other way, if I want to listen to what the universe was trying to tell me, the message was that I need to be still. I need to meditate more to find my true purpose. I need to care for myself. I need to love myself even more than I already think I do. And I'm going to find the answers. And after that conversation, like literally a few days later, I feel so different now. And I'm going to go into a bit more about what I have learned. So the next day I did a reading with my best friend, Clara, and she suggested we read the cards in a very different way. So we pulled cards and she was like, okay, Be as mean as you can, like be as honest, brutally honest as you can and tell me what you think I'm doing wrong. Tell me what my shadow side is. And I feel like that did push me a bit. And then when she read for me in that way, it was it was really mind opening for me. It was saying like, I have this issue with indecisiveness 
which I already know, like lately mundane tasks, like literally choosing what to eat has been giving me a lot of anxiety. And it shouldn't be like that, you know, like that is not how I want to live. And I keep feeling like I'm trapped when I'm actually not trapped. Like I'm able to take action. And when I take action, the answers will start coming to me more. Because in my human design, I have an open splenic center and that means that my intuition is not always going to be right the first time meaning that i need to go and do things i need to experiment to see what's right for me because my intuition is not always going to tell me so by me like sitting here waiting for a sign it's kind of like i'm not following my intuition because i am not taking action i know it's it's really hard i feel like it's kind of contradictory in my mind because I've been learning to not be a workaholic and to really wait until there's a call for me to do something and now I'm trying to learn the balance of how I can take action but not be super attached to a specific outcome because that conversation I had I feel like he was honestly saying a very similar thing to what I was saying like I'm saying I'm waiting for this push but I guess I'm saying I'm looking for the push from the universe when he's saying I just need to look within myself to find that push. So overcoming my indecisiveness, we pulled another card, a tarot card, asking how do I overcome this? And my best friend Clara, she pulled the fool and we just thought that was so funny and like so such a clear answer. Like I just need to be a fool. I need to not be so afraid of making mistakes. Like if I want to eat two things, just get both of them. And then like I will know which one I don't like. And I just need to become what I feared. Like I said earlier, I needed to become my worst nightmare of being inconsistent, of like starting something and not necessarily finishing. And starting something, realizing I might need to pivot in life and let it go. You know, that's that's all about learning how to make mistakes and being okay with it i think i mentioned to you guys in a previous episode how i am learning to make more mistakes i feel like that is something in my in my mind a lot lately like just to really push myself and i feel like i have a lot of fear around that because my mom has a lot of fear of making mistakes she might not be aware of it but i remember her saying to me that like we shouldn't indulge in making mistakes we should do everything we can to prevent it like it's okay to make mistakes but it's also kind of not okay that's what she was saying and i feel like because that is so ingrained in me from my mom it's given me this fear of making mistakes that i'm really working hard on right now to break through and the more mistakes that you make the better because you're gonna learn quicker so I needed to be okay with that and to just be a fool and I feel like the one thing that has really shifted me is me buying this online course. This online course about how to set up an online coaching business. It's from Vanessa Lau. You might have heard of her. I actually went to university with her and we weren't like close friends or anything but she was like a friend of a friend. I met her a couple times and I've truly seen her journey from like day one when she started and now she's a millionaire. She makes multiple seven figures and I was really drawn to to learn from her. And to be quite honest, when she started her journey, I feel like I was 
judgmental towards her and I didn't like her content and I realize now because I was being critical of her being a beginner because I'm critical on myself for being a beginner and the world is always a mirror it's always showing us what we are projecting onto others and it's just amazing to see that she's grown so much and when I purchased her course I knew that it was exactly what I needed I started it yesterday and oh my god like the stuff she has been going through is exactly what I needed to hear and all my oracle cards I have this one deck the mindfulness deck that I pull from I keep pulling this card that says seek experienced advice and in the past I was like I don't know who to seek from like I'm totally open to seeking advice but I just don't know who and I feel like this is finally the answer to that because I've been opening myself up to more like meeting more people like opening myself up to having more podcast guests and yeah so let me share a few things that I've learned from her course that have already helped me so much so she says if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a business owner, take action, even if it's messy action. Because when she started, there's a lot of things that when she looks back now, she will cringe at. And there's a lot of things she said that she will not endorse now, but she needed to take that action to learn. And I feel like that's exactly what I was judging her for years ago when she first started. I was judging her for taking that messy action. And I realized that it's because I need to allow myself to do that. I need to allow myself to take messy action, to be okay with it. If people don't like me, if people are going to judge me, because that's definitely going to happen. And I just need to be okay with it. She calls it having your ducks in a row with syndrome. So a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're starting out, they feel like they need to have their ducks in a row before moving forward. And this kind of paralyzes them. Like they will overanalyze everything, like their niche statement, their bio statement. And she's like, you can move forward even if you don't love your bio statement right now. It can change. And she said that what you start with is probably going to change in three months because you're gonna learn something and you're gonna pivot. I feel like that spoke to me so much and it just helped me be more, more lenient on myself, more loving on myself because I look back on my past and I saw myself change niches so many times. I used to be very into fashion. I wanted to be a fashion blogger. That didn't really work out and then I moved on to fitness. I moved on to health and fitness. I became a health coach, <clears throat> a personal trainer and then that didn't work out and then I wanted to be a YouTuber and I changed my topics on YouTube so many times and I and I felt very discouraged because all those things didn't work out but the way she says it is that those are just learning experiences it's good that I know now what I don't want to do she was saying how she previously wanted to be a beauty influencer and she waited nine years to start posting beauty content and when she did it she realized that she didn't enjoy it as much as she thought she would and she wished that she didn't wait nine years to start because she could have realized it nine years ago and I was like oh my god that is so true and it just helps me to take action and be okay with it if it's messy she also said to expect disappointments there's gonna be disappointments of your business owner like almost every single day there's gonna be something you need to troubleshoot and it's about how you respond to that disappointment. I feel like that also, <clears throat> I'm gonna get some water, sorry guys, <laughs> my throat. 
Okay. So I feel like that also spoke to me in my trauma healing journey. Like I feel like I've been feeling discouraged because the journey is not linear. I keep going through these ups and downs and I even share with you guys, this is a reminder I tell myself when I feel like I'm going through a down period, I'm just falling forward. Think of a line graph. When there's a dip in the graph, it's still moving forward. So that's what I remind myself and successful entrepreneurs, they expect disappointments and they they don't give up when something goes wrong. They just take it as feedback and see how they can pivot and change. And I do feel like I needed this reminder because in the past, when I was a workaholic, when I was an overachiever, I did feel like I had this very strong mindset where I had a lot of energy. I have my Mars in my sixth house, so I think that's why I have so much energy towards the things like my everyday things, the things I like to do. But I I kind of saw that as attached to my workaholic overachiever trauma response. But I'm learning now that I can still have that strong mindset of not giving up and pushing forward and being persistent without being a workaholic. I feel like that has been something that that's totally like opened my mindset. So it's really me finding the balance. And I'm learning that I don't need to rush. In the past, I feel like a lot of my decisions were fueled by fear and me rushing mostly because I really hated like being at home when I was a kid. Like I didn't like living with my parents because there was just so much stress and anxiety that I felt within me. And my desire in life was to move out ASAP. And I feel like that led to a lot of, you know, not so fun things in my life. Like that's why I was so attached to my toxic ex because I felt like if we got married ASAP, we could move out together. Like because we were, I was, you know, I grew up in a very Asian household where it's very traditional and you kind of don't move out until you're married. But I kind of broke those norms down. I'm living alone now. And yeah, but so I let that fuel a lot of my overachiever tendencies. But now I know that I can trust the universe. I can have boundaries and I can still create my own path and move forward. So I feel like a lot of the things I've learned have helped me to this point. And, I, and I'm and i very excited to see what else I learned from this course because I feel like it's going to take me to the next level. And I'm also learning that I can pick and choose what works for me just because I'm taking a course from someone, just because I'm learning from someone that I admire. It doesn't mean I need to copy exactly their path. I feel like that's something in the past that I would do. I would try to like copy someone's exact formula to be successful and it wouldn't work for me because we are all unique. We all have a unique path and because it didn't work, I would feel discouraged and then I would just continue into this hole. But I've learned now that I can pick and choose and I I can adapt. I can change whatever she is teaching to fit my own needs, to fit my own lifestyle. And also, I was listening to one of her podcast episodes yesterday where she was talking about the mistakes she made when she started coaching her first few clients. And she was talking to, like, her fifth client was the guest on the podcast, and they were both sharing mistakes. And she was saying how 
One of her mistakes was that she didn't have boundaries. She would literally reply this client any time of the day, like whatever she needed and just overextended herself. And I feel like that's something that I did in the past too when I was a health coach, when I was a fitness coach. And since learning how to set boundaries, I've talked to you guys so much about setting boundaries with my family, which has been one of the hardest things that I could do. And because learning that, now I know more how to set boundaries with clients. I'm sure that there's going to be other hardships that come up, other things for me to learn. But I realize now that the universe is really preparing me for this moment if I do want to be an entrepreneur and if I do want to launch an online business. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. It's okay to not finish what you started. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to start with one thing in your life and then have it change three months later. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're an inconsistent person. It doesn't mean that you're flaky. It doesn't mean that you're dumb. It doesn't mean that you can't finish anything. You are just finding your path. So thank you so much for listening, guys. If you guys did enjoy the episode, make sure to go leave a review on iTunes. Share this podcast with all your friends on social media. You can make sure to tag me on Instagram and I will reshare it. Thank you so much and I shall see you guys in the next episode. Love you all. Bye.